This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Hey, which glasses look better on me? Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Pretty cool, right? Hmm. Uh, I don't know about the purple cat eyes. I think they're fun. What about these tortoiseshell glasses? Or these rimless sunglasses? Oh, what about these clear frames? Wait, are those prices real? Do they have glasses for men? Yep. They also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices? Get them all. I like where this is going. Zenny.com. Quality prescription glasses starting at $6.95. Alrighty, everybody. It is Radio Techers once again. I am, of course, the Texas gentleman Tanner Pruitt here, along with my good friends, uh, Mags, uh, who is the Hello. hardest working man in all of podcasting, uh, and of no, course, the, <laughs> and of course, the one, the only, Mister Stephen Grudy. How's it going, Stephen? It's going good. It's going good. Yeah. How are good. you guys? Good. Yeah. Oh. Excited to have a. Uh, a third stooge, I mean, third man in uh, in the show. <laughs> or, or plastic fan, as you put it. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's hard work working with one plastic fan. <laughs> so we had to add a second one. I had to have the second one. No, yeah. uh, no, no plastic fans here in the household. Uh, of course, uh, this is a very contentious day. Uh, we were talking, of course, about the North London Derby. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, if you are tuning into us for the very first time, we ask that you like, share, subscribe, tell your friends about Radio Techers, bring them on over into the chat. We would love to talk to you guys here and get your thoughts on t- uh, today's action. Uh, Cam Manning is already in the chat saying, Chelsea, go Blues. Of course, they have. <laughs> Had a um, a nice win over rivals, rivals, Leeds United. Um, so yeah, Leeds United. Everybody's rivals. It's literally we <laughs> hate Leeds. <laughs> Perhaps possible. Perhaps possible. Uh, Mike JC in the chat. He says he has nothing to add to this show. Just here to say hi. Hi, Mike. Fair enough. Hey, Mike. Mike. <laughs> All righty. Um, Gentlemen, let's talk about uh, uh, Arsenal versus Spurs. Arsenal versus Spurs is probably 
I would say one of my favorite Darby's uh, uh, th- that there is in the entire world. Um, Mags, with you being uh, a, a football fan with maybe a, a more geographic knowledge of the rivalry, what does Spurs Arsenal mean to you? What does the North London Derby mean? Uh, to me, it means absolutely nothing because I don't support either of the teams. <laughs> <laughs> but, Fair enough. Uh, Just pull that rug out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> historically, it's, it's always been a very kind of aggressive, um, hard-fought uh, matchup. Uh, there's a there's a, a special day in the season that that's called Saint Tottingham's Day, and it's when it was when uh, usually Arsenal got enough points. That they that Tottenham couldn't catch them up in the league because obviously we we know Arsenal are going whilst they're going through a, a bit of a lull period recently they have been very very dominant in that North London derby uh, but it's seemingly uh, coming that that Tottenham are not going to be having any sense Tottenham's day in the near future because they're absolutely dominating the league and they they're putting their their rivals to the sword. They are indeed, Mags. They are indeed. Um, <sighs> Stephen, I'll, I'll direct this to you because from what I'm aware of, last time you were on the show, we were speaking uh, about uh, this being your first Premier League season ever, mm-hmm. right? You've got a lot uh, to look at. You've got a lot of teams to look at. You were looking at Brighton previously, both Mags mm-hmm. and I had... had we had we had advised you to uh let's not watch do the that. whole yeah <laughs> let's watch the whole series let's watch the whole season let's see let's right. let, let's let, let's see what you what you think of from there uh you've you've told me that both arsenal and spurs are teams that you are keeping a close eye on right now and i mm-hmm. don't blame you yeah um how do you feel about uh today's game um Right off the bat, it was a good game. Uh, very entertaining. Uh, um, it, it was very sad, uh, I will say, uh, to see uh, Arsenal uh, kind of play the way that they did, in, in my opinion. Mm. Um, they, I, I don't know, the the uh, level of play was just completely different for both teams. Tottenham was, uh, you know, very... Uh, very dominant all the way through, even with Arsenal having such high possession. I think it was like 67, 68% of the game that Arsenal had possession. And uh, I don't know, Arsenal just, uh, you know, their, their passes were uh, very sloppy, uh, not a lot of completed passes. Uh, I'd love to see the stats on like the number of completed headers from Arsenal. Uh, They, they just missed like every header. Um, So, I will say it was a very entertaining game. Uh, Tottenham played a fantastic game. Arsenal definitely had its moments, but but overall, um, a, a very very poor game from Arsenal. I think. Hmm. Uh, we do actually have an Arsenal fan in the chat here, Connor McCabe. Connor is in the chat. Connor, give us your thoughts here in the chat if you'd like about yeah. what you thought Arsenal, how you thought Arsenal played. Um, I. So, this was not the. Um, Maybe not the Jose Mourinho masterclass that we saw uh, Spurs put on against Manchester City a few weeks ago, but I do say that this is a very, very valid performance here from Jose Mourinho. Um, 
did either of y'all like see this coming? Like, like I, I, with the signings that Spurs had, I thought that they had a very good summer in terms of the transfer window. But I, I certainly did not see Spurs being this rampant right now. No, I definitely didn't. I, I thought they would be top six, uh, definitely challenging for European places. But then when they kind of faltered at the the very beginning of the season, uh, mm. we we thought that maybe the the wheels had come off uh, Jose Mourinho and he kind of like lost interest in Spurs. But yeah, clearly not. This is this for me was a typical uh, Mourinho display where he got uh, two goals to finish off the game and then soaked up that that pressure and really parked the bus in the second half. I mean, to be fair to Arsenal, I, f- I felt that second half they they absolutely dominated. I, I don't believe Tottenham had one shot in the second half, um, and and Arsenal did everything that they could to to get at least uh, a goal to to worry Spurs, but. The defense was just so so strong, uh, and every time that 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 Spurs got the ball, the counter attacking is just scarily good. Each player seems to know exactly their role in attack. They attack as a unit. Uh, Kane knows where where Son is uh, instinctively. Son knows where Kane is instinctively. It's the it's just a sixth sense that this uh, this Tottenham uh, forward line have got and. They're a hard team for anybody, never mind a, an Arsenal team that is very much out of form. Um, and I would go as far to say as maybe these are your favourites for the title. Mm, mm, interesting. Stephen, yeah. do you feel that way? Uh, I mean, after today, man, it, it's certainly looking like it. Uh, I, I mean, I don't have a lot of the, you know, knowledge from like uh, past seasons or, or whatever to bring into this. But uh, I mean, just from, from what I was seeing early on in the season with uh, Kane and son, I mean, they're, they are very, very strong. Obviously uh, I wouldn't say I, I saw right from the get go that they would be this dominant this far into the season. But honestly, I, I think like what Max was saying their their positioning is just perfect uh, almost almost all the way through the game and, and it really wow. it, it gives the whole team a, a lot of choice and how they're going to play and, and how they're going to push the ball forward whereas if you look at arsenal uh i mean a lot of the passes seemed uh, almost like last minute uh like like a very uh almost i guess surprising to to the the receiving player and uh mm-hmm. you know it led to a lot of turnovers and, and a lot of just really poor positioning but but when you look at at Tottenham i mean they are right where they need to be at, at all times really yeah uh, and, and, and you, you mentioned the transfers as well and i think it's it's interesting to actually look at who Tottenham brought in i mean obviously they had the the marquee signing of Bale who uh whilst he's not added to the the the, the squad in terms of being on the pitch, I think he's definitely lifted the spirits of the squad and really given yeah. them the confidence. But it's the signings like Matt Doherty and uh, Pierre ML Heuberg who oh. who don't look like outstanding signings. They just look like squad players. But then they put you put them on the pitch and you see the difference that they make. That they they really solidify uh, Tottenham in terms of defence and uh, and in being able to spread the ball. I mean, Heiberg today was unplayable. It was so so good. Yeah, they they've just made signings that the the, the squad needed rather than uh, big name kind of superstar signings, and and it's worked so well for him. 
Hoybier is he might be one of the best midfielders in all of the Premier League at this moment. At like at, like he adds like um maybe not to not to bring Liverpool into the conversation, you know, um, forcefully, but but uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but 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 he he reminds me a lot of almost like Vinaldum. You don't notice all the things that he does until he does them. And mm-hmm. then and then you're like, "Wow, this guy adds so much steel to this Spurs team that it's it's unreal." I think there's a better comparison. I think he's the the Spurs version of Alan. I think the the ways he's shored up that defense, but he's still able to to uh, help the the attacking lineup with uh, his with his absolutely superb spreading of the ball. I think mm. he's very much the the Alan of of this Spurs team. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Arsenal because uh, we do have Connor in the chat here, uh, and uh, Cam, if you're still in the chat, we will talk about Chelsea here in just a moment. Um, if we've guys, got time. If, if we've got <laughs> there's only so much time. We I will try and give you some live coverage of Liverpool versus Wolves, as that is also a very important game here today. Um, but uh, Arsenal, gentlemen, Arsenal are in 15th right now. Mm-hmm. This is the worst performing Arsenal team in probably what twenty thirty years. Um, we've gone from seeing Arsenal play so fluidly and with with pace and with just finesse under Arsene Wenger. Uh, we had maybe a bit of a de-evolution under Unai Emery. And now we're at Mikel Arteta, and it seems like Arsenal are right back where they were pre-Arsene Wenger. Um, very defensive, not scoring a lot of goals. They don't seem to be enthusiastic. They don't seem to be um, uh, really playing with their tails up. I even saw Lo Celso dispatch of Thomas Partey in the middle of the field. That's not supposed to happen. The, Thomas Partey was there to to basically do what Hoybier is doing for Spurs. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm I'm shocked by this Arsenal team, gentlemen. Yeah, and and I think a, a lot of it comes down to uh, what we spoke about pre-recording. That there's there seems to be very little passion from this Arsenal side. Um, if you look at all those big names players and those big name signings, you've got like Aubameyang and Lacazette, you've got Partey, you've got Willian, and the the only player who really kind of showed any passion on that pitch was Saka. Uh, he was the yeah. only one who really wanted to push forward and, and and kind of play for the goal. They just it just seems that when Arsenal go behind, the the heads go down. And they give up playing. Um, we've we've seen performances where they've done really well. Uh, it's just that they're so few and far between, um, and it, it'd be very very worrying. I think that they haven't spent well in the in the transfer window. They haven't filled the problems that they had with the squad, um, and it's 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 coming to to pass that the they they're suffering because of that. They they need to to string a few wins together to get some confidence. Uh, but where does the next win come from? Because this is not a team that looks like they're going to beat anybody. Yeah. No, I, I, I think you're – go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I've just posted a question to the chat. Chat, maybe you can help us out here. How can Arteta improve Arsenal? If there's anybody in the chat here – 
perhaps Connor, uh, you can tell us how how can we improve Arsenal if uh, if it can be done right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. S- Stephen, go on. I'm sorry, I didn't mean not. I did not mean to interrupt you. Oh, you're good. No, uh, I was just going to say, Mags, I, I think you're exactly right. Uh, I mean, it, it seems like. When, when Arsenal gets towards the goal, um, they, they just kind of fall flat. And, and I don't know if it's exactly them just trying to maybe look for the for the easy goal or, or the easy thread passes or, or what it is, but it, it almost feels like, at least in this game, Arsenal was kind of just trying to get the cross from the left side of the goal over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, whether it whether they thought it was going to work or, or not. They were just doing it and hoping that it – you know, hoping for the best when they they really should be trying to play around the the Spurs defense and try to find some holes there. But it, it didn't seem like their offense was really um, they weren't trying to respond to to the Spurs defense. They were just hoping that their attack worked somehow. You know, yeah. there was no plan B. There was no, right when when mm. the crossing and. Uh, the 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 wide play uh, wasn't working. There was no there was no other way of attacking, and and it showed that in the second second half when they had so many chances, but it it just wasn't going right for them. And yeah, it's a, it's a shame because Arsenal are a team who who are famous for playing flowing, beautiful football, and mm-hmm. this just doesn't feel like an Arsenal team for me. Yeah. Uh, you you put in the chat, Mags. You actually answered a question, and and, and Connor here in the chat has has seemingly agreed with you uh, that uh, Arsenal should play Mesut Ozil. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I, I do agree. Um, you and I were talking about in the chat privately that maybe maybe this is God's wrath on Arsenal for firing uh, Gunnar Soros Rex and then yeah, yeah Gunnar Soros. Um, obviously Mesut Ozil picked up the tab and then started paying Gunnar Soros's wages. Uh, but in a more serious note here, how does, uh, I mean, d- how, how can we get Mesut Ozil into this Arsenal team to start making them win again? I mean, the the thing that Arsenal lacking is an attacking flair. They're, they're lacking someone who can push the ball forward. And as as controversial as uh, Meza Ozil is uh, in terms of going like anonymous during games, when that guy is on the on form, he he's one of the very best at creating uh, in in the in the final third of the pitch and. That's something that Tottenham needs. They need someone who can play that killer pass. Uh, they've got loads of pace with uh, Aubameyang and Lacazette to, to run onto. If you had someone who knew how to weight a ball uh, perfectly for those two, it's Mesut Ozil. Uh, and they're paying him £300,000 a week. Use the guy. Why I don't understand the point of having him sat there twiddling his thumbs when this Arsenal squad is in 15th place. They need to tr- at least give him an, uh, the, the the chance. I just it just makes no sense that he's not even being considered. See, and and I'm not even like that familiar with with Ozil, and the, but <laughs> he's never Steven's but, never even seen Mesut Ozil play. <laughs> but look, pick him out of lineup. <laughs> you got to try something. Is all I'm saying. Like you, you obviously have to try something different because it's not working. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. 
Um, Mesut Ozil was seemingly picked up under Arsene Wenger and was supposed to be this real revolutionary player that was going to really tie things together. Um, and that was even before they brought in Alexis Sanchez, um, who was another supposedly revolutionary player for Arsenal. Um, Sanchez is not there anymore. Mesut Ozil is. We get to see these really nice pictures of him doing yoga on Instagram. It's nice. I'm sure. Nice. It's, I'm sure he. I'm sure he loves being in his garden in his backyard, just you know having fun, raking uh, in that check. A, yeah, <laughs> stretching a lot, getting that check, uh, yeah. doing some push-ups. But I'm sure he would love it even more to actually be playing at the Emirates. So, mm. um, yeah, you need some creativity, Arsenal, and Mesodozel's probably. I mean, as old as he is right now, he's not any. He's not any older than uh, the rest of the people playing in your front line. So. Let's let's give it a try. <laughs> mm. um, final thoughts on the game. Was any of this surprising to y'all at all? I can't say that I was surprised by Spurs wins today. No, I'm, no. I'm surprised that, that, that Arsenal had so much of the ball. Uh, that that was surprising. Uh, Tottenham have been, have been doing really well in terms of controlling possession. Uh, and the two goals were absolutely just chef's kiss perfect goals. Uh, oh, yeah. Son's... Sun that sun goal, goal was crazy, yeah. and then the the rocket off the off the bath by Harry Kane. These are two strikers in the form of their life, and it, as as a neutral, it's it's beautiful to watch. I, I I love the way they just attack as a as a unit. It just it's just so exciting to watch, and yeah, I, I think Liverpool have definitely got a. One one hand slipping off that title, and uh, Jose Mourinho may be the the best manager in the world again. Some big words. <laughs> just saying that to make me mad. <laughs> you can see the steam coming out of your ears. <laughs> uh, so but one hand slipping off the title—that's all it took. <laughs> uh, but but no, I, I was not surprised by the uh, by the result here. I, I figured Tottenham was going to win ju- just based on you know the. the really the game that Arsenal's been playing all season, honestly. Um, and it, it's very strange because Arsenal's like very good. Like, like a lot of their players are very, very good. It, it just seems like uh, Arsenal right now is uh, the perfect example of a very, very good team that can't play as a team. Where, whereas Tottenham is, is the exact opposite. They, they are, you know, very on the, on the dot with, with their positioning and the, uh, you know, the responsibilities of, of every player. So no, I wasn't surprised, but uh, like Mags was saying, uh, Arsenal having that, <laughs> that sheer amount of possession was definitely surprising. Hey, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, 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 I don't, I don't disagree with anything that either of y'all have said. Um, and, and, and I want to go to a game now that I'm sure that uh, uh, Mags will definitely be in agreement with. Uh, Burnley won, Everton won. Uh, y'all really, y'all really, really uh, surprised me right off the bat there. Um, scoring a goal within the first three minutes. Um, obviously, Everton did answer uh, a little bit later in the game. Um, second half seemingly was a little bit of a dogfight, but um, I, I think it's a, a well-deserved point for you, right? Yeah, uh, I, I, much like like Tottenham, we were under the cosh for a, a lot of the game. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I have to say, for for Chris, that uh, 
Robert, uh, the, uh, Brady was 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 absolutely uh, superb. We uh, yeah, it was just um, we needed the point. It was a, a confidence thing after being absolutely demolished by Man City, being in the relegation zone with this being uh, uh, Darch's two hundredth game in, in charge of a, a Premier League side. We needed to to be able to do something. Um, this is. Uh, this was the perfect time to come up against Everton. They're, they're definitely on the uh, the slide after a really brilliant start to the season. Um, and getting Nick Port back in the uh, squad after after his concussion was a, a massive boost. And we got what we deserved out of the game. I thought that we uh, we played the typical Burnley style of, of uh, really hard hitting and attacking on the break uh, when we had the opportunities. And... Yeah, we uh, we was able to, to to fend Everton off, um, and I think we we deserve the point. I think you did too. I think you did too, and I and I can see where you guys are climbing out of that relegation zone. I think I I, I think that you're going to go above Fulham here very very soon. Well, we uh, we have and, Arsenal next weekend. Uh, now I think so that's again, a win, right? So uh, you're, it's you the, per- it's your the perfect time to face off. Them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodness. Um, uh, speaking of Fulham, Fulham nil, Manchester City two. City seemingly killed this game off er- really, really early. Um, uh, pretty much by the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, so this seems as though um, if y'all are fans of a uh, of pro wrestling, which if you you know if if you listen to any of our other shows, you you probably do watch some wrestling. Um, Tony Khan seemingly had his eye on AEW this week and not on Fulham. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him. I don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Fulham's one of those teams where uh, I mean. They, they they just very rarely impress me, honestly. Um, I don't know. They, they just look sloppy out there just almost at all times. Uh, it's just me. <laughs> Hey. Yeah, I, I think this uh, this Manchester City team seemed very wasteful in front of goal for me. I think they had a lot of uh, chances that they perhaps should have scored, but picking up the the two early goals and the the Sterling goal was particularly good really a uh, well worked goal and and Kevin De Bruyne uh he, I think he controlled this game pretty easily it was uh he was at the back uh, uh defending and then 10 seconds later he was up he was up uh the other end of the pitch uh, setting up setting up uh, shots so I think he really kind of uh took this game by the scruff of the neck and and made it his own but I would have liked to have seen uh, City uh, demolish Fulham like they did with Burnley last weekend, but they they picked up the the, the win, which is a uh, which is what Pep Guardiola was was after. So yeah, I, I can't really fault them. They 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 absolutely dominated the game. Uh, with that victory, City do go to sixth. They are just outside of European spots, which is. <sighs> Still very surprising, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, do you do the do the two of you believe that they are going to make it into Europe at, by the oh. end of the season? We're 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 eleven games in as of right now, ten and eleven think, games in. I think without a doubt. I think whilst we had that kind of crazy start to the season, um, the the cream is is definitely rising to the top now, and and we'll see. Uh, 
it, it, it kind of level off and we'll see the big teams get back to the where we where we'd see them normally yeah mm-hmm. I mean I completely agree I mean we, we started out the the season here with with everton on the top of the table for you know two three weeks almost almost a month so yeah I, I definitely agree with mags with, with the you know the cream rising to the top so to speak and, and I mean at any point now man city's gonna pass man United in the in the table so yeah I mean, if we if we remember, we had Leeds near the top, we had Villa near the top, like we said, Everton were near the top. There was a, a moment where Southampton were near the top, and, and yep. now they're they're like eight, ninth, twelfth, um, and fourteenth. So uh, the the top four is looking what the the top six are looking more like the normal top six of Tottenham, Chelsea, Leicester, Liverpool, Man United, and Manchester City. I mean, the only kind of outlier is the one we've uh, we've spent fifteen minutes slating, and that's Arsenal down in fifteenth. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's rough out there for an Arsenal fan. It is rough out there. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, we did talk about Manchester United just briefly, but let's let's talk about it some more. Um, Paul Pogba led Manchester United uh, th- uh, to a three-one victory yesterday against West Ham. Um, when I first saw the team sheets come out, gentlemen, there was no Bruno Fernandez, and I immediately thought. They are screwed. Uh, but Paul Pogba, uh, f- for all of his um, mastery of football, uh, uh, they, they, they went and, and won this game. Uh, they, they actually won this game. Uh, and, uh, and I was really, really impressed by what they did. Yeah, and uh, another away game where they went behind, and another away game where they were able to get the three points. I think they've they've gone behind in in all five away games that they played, and they've walked away with fifteen away points, which is wow. for this Man United team uh, and how kind of um, stop start they've been in terms of form to to have a, a hundred percent record away and still be conceding goals is 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 baffling. Absolutely baffling, but uh, the second half performance, they were it was totally night and day with with Man United. I felt, I felt that they really kind of turned the screw on on West Ham and, and just absolutely put the game to bed. Um, Rashford uh, just leading that that forward line, having some really good chances, and and I think Pogba in the position that he played, um, he absolutely stole the show. Is uh, he was. He's one of those players, and kind of like Urzel that we've mentioned earlier, that on his day, he is the best player in the world, without a shadow of doubt. The things he can do with a ball are unreal, but he has to be motivated and he has to want to play. And in the position that Ole played him, it was much more like his uh, position for France and the position he played at Juventus, uh, that kind of like deep lying position where he can watch the game and and see the passes that he needs to be, where may not have tend to have played him a bit further up front, uh, where he, he wasn't able to control the game as much. And I think playing him in this position now, you, we got the absolute best out of Paul Pogba. His, his passing was unreal. His defensive work was was top notch. It was just it was unplayable, absolutely unplayable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see Man United finally like kind of settling into their settling into their lineup and into their tactics and everything. Just because at the start of the season uh, they, they were not looking very good, honestly. Uh, very, very, um, 
I guess disjointed uh, around the pitch, uh, but but they seem to be settling in now. And and it could have been so much worse if uh, West Ham had been able to to finish some of the the chances that they had in that first half. There was a mm. uh, a chance for. Uh, Pablo Fornells, I think he hit the post, and then the Sebastian Haller slip just as he uh, took one touch too many against uh, uh, rounding Dean Henderson. That could have finished Man United, and they could have lost the game. But they they were able to to ride it out, and and the the forward line were were able to to win the game. That the the, the touch and and goal from uh, Mason Greenwood was phenomenal. That kid has got a very old, mature head on some young shoulders, and he's going to be a future superstar. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, um, Manchester United, they, they've played very, very well. I, I have literally no complaints about Manchester United um, and, and how they played yesterday. I thought that it was, it was very, very good. Um, almost as good as the way that Chelsea played against Leeds. Segway. Uh, <laughs> Cam, if you're still in the chat, uh, we're, we're talking Chelsea. Hope you're still in the chat. I'll reach out to you somehow if you're not. Um, Olivier Giroud, once again, the man stealing the show. He, he actually had a quite a good performance yesterday. Um, Frank Lampard dropped Tammy Abraham uh, in favor of Olivier Giroud. And rightfully so. Uh, it's another fine performance here after his dazzling midweek performance in the Champions League mags. Yeah, um, I think uh, he should be called Giroudinho because the guy was, was so, <laughs> so good. He was so good. He could have easily had a hat-trick. He had so many good chances. And yeah. I'm glad he got a goal. He, he absolutely deserved it. He's, um, I mean, we spoke on the last episode about how frustrated he was getting in in the fact that his, his position in the French squad was under threat because he just wasn't getting game time. Uh, made the, the, the big Dick Energy um, match against Sevilla. And then... Um, basically forced Frank Lampard's hand and, and said, I have to play. It's as simple as that. And if this this uh, Giroudinho keeps playing like this, him and Werner are going to be, they're going to be the son and uh, Harry Kane of, of, uh, of Chelsea. I love how you casually introduced the concept of BDE as a like tactical like mouse for, 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 for Olivier Giroud. That, that, that was almost as class as what Giroud did yesterday. That was, that was great. <laughs> I love that. Um, Steven, uh, Chelsea, uh, another team that you've been looking at uh, more recently. It seems though you, you've been attracted to the, to the London-based clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you make of this Chelsea performance here? Uh, so I, I only saw clips of this match. Unfortunately, it was uh, one that I, that I wasn't able to see all of. But, uh, I, I mean, definitely, like Max was saying, with Giroud, just definitely – in, in very, very good form out there. Um, Chelsea's one of those teams that, uh, for, for whatever reason with me, there's not like a lot about them where I'm like, oh my God, they're, they're like the most amazing you know, club out there, but they're very consistent uh, from, from what I can tell. And, and uh, much like Tottenham, just very good positioning across the pitch and, and things like that, which, which is kind of what's attracted to me, uh, attracted them uh, to me. Uh, you know, over the course of this season. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm going to have to go back and, and watch this match, honestly, to, to, you know, get my full thoughts on it. But uh, just, just from the clips I saw, it was very good. 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 Yeah. Um, 
this this Chelsea team seems to be gelling very very well, uh, even to the point where earlier today Jurgen Klopp said that as far as title contention is concerned, that he favors or, or he considers Chelsea to be favorites. Uh, Mags, would you agree uh, with uh, with uh, our friend uh, friend of the show Jurgen Klopp uh, in that uh, uh, <laughs> Chelsea are title favorites here? <laughs> I, well, I, I believe that Tottenham are the title favourites, but you can't rule mm. this Chelsea team out. Uh, we know that, that uh, Frank spent big in the summer. Uh, he got the plays in that he wanted. Um, and I think that the, the defining factor for me is not even the fact that he got uh, plays like Werner uh, and, and Zicek. Um, it's it's Ed- Edouard Mender. He's give that that defensive lineup a, a big boost of confidence. I mean, last season they conceded, I think it was fifty four league goals. Um, mm-hmm. the, the the defense looked um, they they oh. looked fragile. Yeah, they looked absolutely <laughs> fragile. Uh, now they've pretty much got the same defensive lineup, but they're playing with such an air of confidence because they don't have to protect. Mendy as much as they did with Kepa, so there's less chance of mistakes, and and uh, you you're still then seeing the likes of Zuma uh, plowing forward and and scoring more goals this season than he has scored mm-hmm. in all of his of his Chelsea career. Um, and then you you add on to the likes of um, Ziyech, you add on the likes of Car Havertz, you add on the likes of uh, Timo Werner, and this is a, a dangerous team, a very, very dangerous team um, who much like Tottenham, much like Liverpool going forward, it's it's very every player knows their 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 place and knows what they're doing uh, in, in the attack and it's uh, yeah, it, it's really good football coming out of Stamford Bridge and yeah, they're, they're exciting to watch mm. Indeed Indeed uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I, I could certainly see sorry <laughs> Oh, go ahead uh, I was just going to say, I could certainly see Chelsea, you know, up, up in that title scene for sure. Uh, just because, at least from what I've seen in this season, the, the teams that that are really doing well are are the ones with with very very good positioning, and, and that's really one of the most important things right now. And, and with Chelsea and, and Tottenham, those are basically the two teams that I think have the best positioning that that give their players the best choices and what they can do uh, along the pitch and basically can re- respond to other teams and, uh, you know, work around other teams. Uh, whereas, uh, you know, teams like, uh, you know, Everton's very good, but, uh, I just feel like a lot of people just kind of, uh, put a lot of weight on their strikers and, and just kind of hope for the best. Whereas with uh, Tottenham and, uh, and Chelsea, they really know how to move the ball around the pitch in their favor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that. That's a great analysis. I I, I love that. I mean, I, I I think that uh, as as we found out, and 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 I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but as we found out uh, very early on in the season, uh, Everton got found out. Right, Everton. Mm. Uh, Everton were discovered as a very one-dimensional team, and that they were they were beating up on teams that they rightfully should beat up on. Right, um, but when they came up against, um, I guess, stronger challenges, uh, as we saw even with Burnley, Burnley provided a massive physical challenge against Everton, and they uh, they, they did not uh, live up to the expectation. 
So, mm-hmm. I mean, m- much to, I'm sure, uh, uh, the joy of mags, right? Of course, you're right. <laughs> it, and, it, and it does happen. I mean, uh, the, I mean, we we saw the with the the Leicester team when they won the league a few seasons ago. Uh, the season after, they were found out, and their uh, teams adapted to to uh, to kind of uh, counteract that that style of play. And I think with Everton, especially, it's, uh, teams have picked upon it really quickly. That if you can staffle Richarlison and Rodriguez, you can kill that that squad off. Uh, and going back to Stevens' point, I don't think that's as easy with Chelsea because they've got so many different kind of attacking outlets and so many players who uh, who were able to to have that vision of uh, of. Of putting, uh, seeing the passes that perhaps most other players wouldn't see, that they're so hard to defend against. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. Uh, speaking of uh, some hard defending here, uh, <laughs> the uh, West Brom uh, won Crystal Palace five. Uh, <laughs> so, so Mags help. Help walk me through what exactly <laughs> happened here. What happened was uh, this became a game of two halves once Pereira got sent off. Um, and then with that extra man over, um, Palace were just able to absolutely just destroy West Brom. The, the West Brom's heads went down and... and uh, Palace had their tails up. You give Zaha that freedom and he's going to create goals at, at, at Palace. And we, we've spoken about Zaha and maybe moving on to a bigger club. I don't think he, he he would like to. I think he loves the fact that he's the big fish at Palace and he's absolutely thriving uh, there this season. He was just, again, much like Pogba, he was unplayable. Uh, they couldn't get anywhere close to him uh, and it, it it showed just the, the kind of confidence he had that, um, that when um, Etsy uh, running and, and, and created a chance um, Zaha was able to just one touch outside of the boot curl into the corner the guy was just superb and he even helped Ben Teke, Ben Teke who couldn't hit a hit at the side of a barn with a banjo. He was able to get two goals because of the hard work of, of Zaha. Um it was it was a sublime performance by him. Uh, a, a more personal question uh, based on that response. Do you do you get a lot of banjos in your neck of the woods, Mag? <laughs> we are very much the redneck of, of Britain. Oh, okay. Okay. But do you have banjos is my question. <laughs> I think I'd answer the question. <laughs> I personally don't have a banjo, although I, I would like a banjo. Oh, okay. well, it, it, it is that time of the year. Um, <laughs> is it? Uh, you know. It's the banjo season. Yeah. <laughs> banjo season. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, West Brom... It looks pretty bad, but not nearly as bad as Sheffield United, uh, who fell to Leicester City 2-1. As, uh, once again, Jurgen Klopp said last week, uh, Chris Wilder voted for three subs and has one point. And uh, it clearly shows. (laughs) You read what you saw, Chris Wilder. (laughs) 
Meg's Chris Wilder fan. You, 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 you. And, you know, I, I, as a manager, I actually like him. I thought uh, yeah. last season he was a breath of fresh This season, uh, I don't think they, they they did particularly well in the transfer window, um, and it's they're definitely getting. It's showing now. One point out of eleven games is relegation. Um, that's relegation fodder. They're not creating a lot of chances. They're, uh, they, I mean, this this wasn't even a really good Leicester performance for me, but they mm. they still were able to dominate the game. I think uh, Vardy and Madison both uh, near enough split the uh, the post with shots. Um, yeah, Sheffield uh, they they look they look dejected. They look like they've they've already give up for this season and and perhaps are planning for next season because I can't see any way back. There's there's no kind of person you can point to who who you would say they're going to be the, the player to, to lift the spirits because there just isn't anybody. Is is this the worst Premier League team that you've ever seen? Because I've had to think about it. I've had to think about it, man, and it might be the worst Premier League team I've ever seen. Yeah, well, there was uh, there was the infamous uh, Derby uh, team, which I think got 11 points uh, all season, and then we've had uh, teams like Oldham and, and Swindon who have been absolutely woeful, but none as woeful as this. Um, you just can't see where they, they pick up a win. In, in any no. games coming coming up. I mean, I think they've got um, Brighton next, and I fully expect Brighton to absolutely demolish uh, demolish Sheffield United uh, next weekend. It's 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 worrying. It's absolutely worrying, and I feel for any Sheffield United fans. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it is one of the worst teams I think I've ever seen. I mean, there was also like the Aston Villa team not too long ago. Um, <laughs> you'll, you'll remember that team, Mags, that, that everybody pretty much hated. Um, but uh, it, they got relegated. Um, teams that have uh, been promoted this year are doing far better than Sheffield United. And this is, this is a Sheffield United team that last season was actually being discussed in some circles as being um, uh, revolutionary and very innovative in their tactics. And uh, look where we are now. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's because they got found out uh, last season. They were a breath of fresh air. They were uh, in, in in parts of the season. You were you were thinking that maybe they could push for a Europa League position, but mm-hmm. they didn't evolve. And and teams in the Premier League will quickly kind of work to counteract uh, 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 their opponent's style. And and Sheffield United mm-hmm. have been found out. See, I'd be interested uh, to to go back and look at some some old Sheffield United games just because everything that I've seen from Sheffield United is like they get shut down before they're even able to execute on any sort of tactic or, or any sort of run up to the goal. So I, I don't even I don't even know what they're made of, you know. So uh, they're not made of much right now. I can assure you, it, it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> And I think the the biggest concern for me is the kind of heart that they that they had with uh, Ramsdale and, and Brewster, and and both seem to be not being able to live up to that. Uh, I, I mean, has Brewster even got a, a goal yet uh, after his like much flaunted uh, move from from Liverpool? 
Um, it seems to be very much flattering to deceive. And uh, Ramsdale just makes so many mistakes for a, for a number one keeper. They're definitely missing Dean Henderson. Uh, I don't think Ramsdale was, is a patch on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it goes to show, uh, you know, that uh, Liverpool strategically, you know, pulled off a, a great coup on uh, Sheffield United with that Rion Brewster transfer. Um, and and they, they, I think they have first refusal, so they could easily bring him back uh, and, 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 and prove him. <laughs> Yeah, you know, just just to just to put some more irons uh, into the Chris Wilder fire, I think that would be that'd be wonderful. Uh, speaking of the Premier League champions, uh, they are about to kick off here against uh, Wolverhampton. We'll we'll just uh, go over the starting lineup before we head on out of here, gentlemen. Um, uh, Liverpool starting with Kelleher back in goal, uh, which is interesting. Uh, we have about two thousand fans in front of the cop. Uh, today, which is nice. Neko Williams at um, right back, along with uh, Joel Matip and Fabinho at center back position. Uh, our friend Andy Robertson at left back. Curtis Jones, Henderson, and Wijnaldum in the midfield. Salah, Firmino, and Mane, of course, your front three tonight. Um, we do have Podense and Adama, Traore, uh, Adama in uh, uh, the, the front line for Wolves. Uh, Dendokner, uh, Neves, uh, João Moutinho are in the midfield. Uh, and then uh, Cody and Boley and the, uh, the center back position with uh, uh, Rui Patricio in uh, goal. Uh, gentlemen, um, two very spicy uh, attacking oriented teams here tonight between Liverpool and Wolves. Uh, any predictions for tonight's game? Okay. In 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 honour of a big pause on a pup, I think Liverpool will destroy the Wolves today. <laughs> the Wolves. Yeah. That saying it made me cringe. It absolutely made me cringe. Uh, it's interesting that they brought Firmino back in. Uh, I feel mm. he's the he's been the the very weak link, and having Jota on the bench, it. It kind of signifies to me that they, they're resting him for Europe, but I don't understand why, because they're already through. Um, so that's a, an interesting change. Uh, maybe it's a case of they expect to beat Wolves handler, and this could be a, a game that Firmino maybe can get a little bit of confidence if he's able to hmm. to, to get a goal, perhaps. Uh, but, Against his old team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a it's a very very strong Liverpool lineup, and yeah, I, I can't see any any way past a, a Liverpool win. Uh, do you have a uh, uh, what's your predicted score line here, Mags? You said Liverpool win seven nil. Jeez, okay, three nil, three nil, three nil, three nil to the Liverpool. Yeah, the I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, the Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, I'm I'm predicting a pretty decisive uh, win here for Liverpool. Uh, I mean, uh, with uh, with Salah, Firmino, and Mane on, on the uh, on the front line there. I mean, the that that line is crazy. They they are very very good, and the the teams that Liverpool struggles with are the teams that have very very solid defense, uh, at least from what I can tell. And uh, the Wolves uh, don't seem to really be that team. Uh, it, it, at least from what I can see. So yeah, I, I'm I'm predicting a win for Liverpool here. Probably, uh, yeah. I mean, three nil, three one, somewhere around there. Okay, 
Okay. Um, I I will make it three for three. I think that uh, that uh, the the Liverpool Reds will uh, pick up three the goals Liverpool here. Um, Yeah, I I think that Liverpool will pick up uh, a 3-1 win here. Uh, I say this as uh, Wolves put in a free kick and almost score a goal. Um, Almost is not scoring. Almost is not scoring, so Wolves still got some work to do here. Uh, But yeah, I think that this is a very strong lineup. I think that, to your point, Mags, I think that Jota's on the bench to provide a plan B. And uh, and what a plan B Diogo Jota is. Um, so, the season so far, so far, so far, no sign of uh, Tiago Alcantara as of yet. Uh, we will see. Maybe maybe in twenty twenty one we'll get to see Tiago Alcantara back on a Liverpool pitch. Um, and the poor man's Pogba. <laughs> just kill me um but i will say um to, to to top things off before we get to top bins and player of the week um it is it is really really nice this week um to have fans back in the stadium except for millwall fans screw you millwall fans i think that's yeah, I, th- I think Always. I think you guys I, th- I think that that fan base is absolutely disgusting um um, and, and that's not to just be rude. I think that that's poignant considering the actions yesterday um, mm-hmm. at the the stadium for Millwall. Um, so, oh wow, um, yeah, I, I think that uh, I think it's wonderful having fans back. Uh, having two thousand fans back at the Cop is 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 great. I think that uh, I think that we're all better off, except for Millwall, uh, for having fans back. Um, as you guys know, we do top bins and player of the show at the end here. Uh, uh, this is where we each pick out our favorite goal and our best player of the week thus far. Um, I've got my choices made here. Uh, Mags, Steven, do y'all have a, a favorite goal and a player of the show so far? I do, and I, I think it's it's possible that it's going to be unanimous this week. Um, I, I think it should be, almost. <laughs> I mean, I'll go first with with top bins. I can't look past uh, Ming Son. That goal was phenomenal. Yep. Uh, the the no look um, assist from from Kane. Uh, I mean, even when he got the ball, he still had quite a lot of work to do. Uh, the defense were just kind of uh, leaning off him, and he opened up his body and, and a beautiful curl into the top corner. The guy's in the form of his life, and that was a stunning, stunning goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say absolutely, absolutely agree. The distance, the curve of the ball. Um, you know, if if Liverpool sold. Uh, a Mane or a Sala, uh, I would absolutely implore them to sign Son. I think Son walks into any team uh, in the world uh, oh, straight no. away. Oh, yeah, no. bar none of of any player in the world that plays on the wings right now. He he is the best. He walks into Barcelona. He walks into Real Madrid. He walks into Bayern Munich. He walks yeah. into any starting eleven right now. Uh, so yeah, that that goal was beautiful. Beautiful goal. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I completely agree. Yeah. I, I don't think there, there's any other goal that that could really come close to it right now. It's just that's man. You you want to talk about a highlight reel? Like that's it was beautiful. 
fantastic. So this this begs the question now, gentlemen, and and Mags Mags pondered this earlier, and I want to know if it's true. He we thought is this unanimous? Uh, is is Sun Player of the Week? Is he also Player of the Week? I have him as my Player of the Week. Oh, you've let the team down. Uh, no, I, I've not got him as my Player of the Week. Oh, I've gone for Zaha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was actually tempted with Pogba because of how how dominant he was for, for my eye, but you can't look past someone potentially getting a hat-trick. I know his first goal took a couple of deflections, uh, but he not only did he... Uh, was he on the end of everything that, that uh, Palace did right? He was also setting up Donke, uh, Christian Benteke for goals, which is absolutely unreal. So, yeah, I've had to go for, for um, Wilfred Zaha. Donke. All right. Donke. I need, I need a I need a I need a button. I need like a sound effects button. Don't <laughs> um, <laughs> um no, hey, that's good pick. Good pick. I I, I I don't have anything against you picking Wilfred Zaha. I am heartbroken that we won't go completely unanimous this week, but it'll can, happen one day. When there's just one, one day game, when there's just one game on <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh Steven. Player of the week, who do you got? Yeah, uh, player of the week, definitely, uh, definitely Son. Uh, I mean, the, just a, a beautiful, beautiful goal in, in that that Tottenham game, uh, and uh, the beautiful assist uh, to to Kane in, in that same game as well. Uh, played played a very good game, e- even defensively. Uh, he was he was, I mean, right on it pretty much all game. So uh, yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree with Tanner on this one. That's a great pick. You bought from. <laughs> and that uh, that the partnership between Son and Harry Kane now is going to be probably the most prolific partnership that there is in Premier mm. League history at, at this going rate. I think it, it's it's currently Lampard and, and Drogba who have the most uh, most goals and assist ratio for any any pairing. Um, I think Son and, and Kane are are almost there. Uh, mm-hmm. So, it, it, it's it's the extra kind of little facets that they've added to their their own game for me. I mean, Kane has always been a, a, an eighteen yard box bully, uh, very very almost selfish with the ball in in the box. Uh, it doesn't mm-hmm. create a lot of chances for other people. But this season, he's been he's been phenomenal. I think he's created eleven chances for for his teammates, which is just unreal. They're working together so so well and. Yeah, yeah, they're a scary proposition for any team. Mm. And now he's the new Mesut Ozil. So, I mean... <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Mesut uh, Ozil with a lisp. <laughs> well, then, on that note, um, gentlemen, where can the viewers find more of your content? You go first, then, uh, Stephen. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, uh, obviously, uh, right there at Grudy Stephen. Uh, you can find me on Radio Techers, obviously, as of now, yeah. and uh, uh, also every Monday on Headlock Talk on uh, Shooting the Sports Ish. Yes, uh, su- Sundays and Mondays, Sundays slash Mondays. It 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 works out one way. It varies. Yeah. 
I'm sorry. I, I, I just looked down at my phone, and I'm, I'm watching the Liverpool game here on my phone, and uh, they, they almost had they, they had Virgil van Dijk in the stands, and it almost looks like he was in disguise. I've never seen him with a hat and a scarf on, and I, I thought they were trying to hide him. Yeah, he's got, he's got the mustache. <laughs> Some fake glasses, you know. <laughs> I thought they were trying to hide him. Um, <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, Mags, where can the people find more of your content? Oh, I have way too much content. Uh, <laughs> MMA content, wrestling content, uh, whinging about wrestling content, football content. You can find it all at DJ Kirkman. There's links to all my stuff uh there uh if you want to argue with me call me a big fish and uh, maybe get me cancelled that's cool too well then <laughs> spoken like a big fish spoken like, <laughs> spoken like the biggest of fish um, uh well excellent guys we appreciate everyone for tuning in today um i'm of course the texas gentleman tanner pruitt like steven said you can find us on twitter um, at Radio Techers right here. Um, you know, like, like, and then obviously we have our own Twitter handles right down there. You can follow us individually right down on those those Twitter handles. Um, but yeah, we are also on Twitter at Radio Techers, R-A-D-I-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-S. Um, also, make sure to hit that, uh, that follow button, uh, like, share, and subscribe here. Yeah. Touch that button there. It's up there in that, that, that corner. Yeah. Uh, hit that subscribe button uh, wherever you're listening to this show. If you're on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, hit the bell for notifications, and hit subscribe to Shooting the Sports-ish. That's where you're going to get all of your Radio Techers live streams, uh, plus a whole bunch of other great content as Max seemingly has turned the light off on his computer. Oh, there he goes. It's back on. <laughs> it scared me for a minute. I was like, I was Mags. sneakily trying to check Twitter. That's <laughs> Um, so yeah, make sure to, to do all that stuff. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, make sure to hit that subscribe button and uh, leave a, a five star rating and review wherever you can. Uh, be greatly appreciated, y'all. Thank you again so much for tuning in to yet another episode of Radio Techers. I am, of course, the Texas gentleman Tanner Pruitt, along with me here, the one, the only Mr. Stephen Grudy, and of course, the hardest working man in all of podcasting, Mags. <sighs> alrighty y'all take care out there know that we love you everybody say goodnight goodnight thanks guys Hey, which glasses look better on me? Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D virtual try-on. Pretty cool, right? Hmm. Uh, I don't know about the purple cat eyes. I think they're fun. What about these tortoiseshell glasses? Or these rimless sunglasses? Oh, what about these clear frames? 
Wait, are those prices real? Do they have glasses for men? Yep. They also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices? Get them all. I like where this is going. Zenni.com. Quality prescription glasses starting at $6.95.